Welcome back to the Two Opinionated Podcast, episode 13. This episode we're discussing adversity, overcoming adversity, and how the people around us can affect the way we view our adversities. Episode 13, adversity. Hope you enjoy. All right, so adversity, overcoming adversity. Uh, so let's just jump right right into this. Uh, start off on something more personal, then we'll get into. I have rants, I have things in my mind. This, this is a this is a topic I love talking about. So I'm gonna curb that and try to do it differently, just so I don't say the same thing all the time. Um, okay. So what what's one adversity or one of the biggest? You don't have to say the biggest. One of the biggest adversities you've had to personally overcome in your life. Um, I guess you could say getting out of this town. You know what I mean? Like. Uh... Explain the town a little bit because everybody doesn't know why that's why that's a big adversity. Orville's a trap. Like Orville's a Orville's a huge trap. Like people get here, they get comfortable, they get here, they end up having kids. That like you, you just get stuck in this town, and then like those that do have talent somehow find a way to fuck up and end up back in this town. I don't know why or how this happens, but like this place is like a trap. People get stuck in. I don't know if you got like you get out you're kind of like I feel like you're kind of like one of the lucky ones you know I mean if you get out and stay out but uh yeah I would say uh getting a scholarship because I was that was like uh I was kind of unsure you know what I'm saying so I had no idea where I was gonna go and um I I was honestly scared at the time but I went to the sophomore showcase and you had like nine minutes a game I think like to play like literally like I think I had like nine minutes each game and uh, I had like 21 points each game. And then I had Dixie State come talk to me. And I had no idea where I was going to go. But then getting my scholarship to get out of this town and kind of definitely, uh, yeah, that's probably one of my biggest challenges. It was just, so it was just getting out of the town was your biggest challenge? Well, finding a way to get a scholarship. Okay. Yeah, so. For okay. sure. Yeah. Um, I would just say my own mental health, man. Like, I feel like I feel like there's been a lot of bullshit in life, but like that was my biggest obstacle. Probably looking back, like I went through years, like like I don't know how 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 much you know, like how deep I was in it, but it was like it was like three or four years where it was literally every night is where I would have like the biggest trouble. So it'd be like nighttime, and it'd be like, "Yep, tonight's the night I kill myself. Tonight's the night I kill myself." Like like it it was deep as shit for like years, every single day, going through that. Um, and so yeah, just 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 overcoming that and getting getting back on my feet, feeling stronger. Um, after years of like, if it's gonna be like this every day, like what's the point? You know, like like I couldn't see it ending. You know, so yeah, to get through that and then to to be out on the other side, like that shit, like I feel invincible now. Like that that's what's crazy. Like I don't I don't try to be cocky or overly confident, but it's like I made it through me. Like you can't do shit to me. You know what I mean? Like like it's a feeling of strength. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. There's a... Man, I don't know. That's huge. Like, I knew you were... Like, I don't know. You went through a lot of shit or you are going through a lot of stuff. And uh, I guess, like, with all your drinking and stuff like that, like, back in the day and the crazy shit that you would... <laughs> used to used to happen, um, dark guns and different things like that, then, like, yeah, I get it. But I didn't know, like... I don't know if there was a contemplation every single night like that. That's crazy. Well, I think it was a progression too, because like I had done my own shit, like I'm not going to get deep into whatever, but I'd done my own shit in my teen years. And then like, I was out of all that. And then, um, I lost a close friend and then 
I was in anger management. I was trying to, because it, like, it was like the white priders and shit. Like it was always getting into some shit, doing some shit. So then it was like anger management. And I remember going to a few different anger management counselors. The first one was like, my mom went with me or some shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of, I think, suppressed shit in my mind, like about the, these times. So I don't remember a lot of spots, but I know we went once and like the, the, this white dude was just telling me how it was my fault. Like how, like, it's just me being a piece of shit human being, I guess. And then the next one, like I hooked up one-on-one with this white anger management dude and I was explaining to him and he's like, racism doesn't exist. Like that, like I got up and just walked out of there. Like, I'm not fucking with you. Like you're pissing me off. Like crazy. Like I'll put hands on you right now. Like I'm here to try to not do that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I hooked up with Ricky Hodges. Shout out to Ricky. You're never listening. It's okay. Uh, and that, that's when a big shift happened, but that was still like 19. So I was just getting in control of my anger. Um, and then when the shit happened to Al, that was like, there was this depression on top of that because it was like, I know the shit I did and I feel like I wasn't, I, I should have been able to like protect him from that, even though, I mean, I wasn't, I was nowhere near grown enough to understand all of these, all this shit like I do now. Yeah. But like that, that was a big hit on me. And then it, that's when I cut everybody off. Like I didn't fuck with anybody anymore. I wasn't having parties. I wasn't kicking it. I wasn't doing anything like yeah. from that point on. Yeah. So then it was just me, myself and I alone with my thoughts every night. And that shit was like almost destroyed me, but that, that built me much stronger. So um i didn't want to get into that that deep but yeah that that was a it was a dark time but we're here now you know tracks good so what got you through that adversity like trying to trying to get out of the town feeling like you're stuck knowing like 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 rocky and and other cats like we're ballers you know like we have we have ballers in this town you know what i mean like nba level ballers like that went to the nba and for yeah. one reason or another teams or had trials so yeah um it was i guess you could say it was a lot of like leading up to there's a lot of adversity leading up to me i guess getting my scholarship and like going away like getting getting out of orville but then there was a ton of adversity i feel like adversity is just my entire fucking life if you really want to know like there's a constant 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 hill that i'm constantly climbing i don't know if you feel the same way or if everybody feels the same way i'm not sure but like since i was young it's it's one battle after another battle after another battle after another battle you know what i mean like i'm young my mom's on drugs i see her i'm with my best friend brandon my brand like he's consoling me he's like dude it's gonna be okay blah blah right so that was a major switch, you know what I mean? Like, I'm lucky I had him there to be like, no, like, you're, you'll be cool. That was a major switch that was like, I gotta get off my shit. So then I started grinding, started pushing with basketball, pushing with basketball. I didn't go to parties. I would end up at your parties and be bad luck. And then just get sent, like, just, things just never worked out. Like, so I just, I focused. It was always like me just grinding, grinding, grinding. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I give a scholarship. I go to Utah. I'm in Utah. There's all Mormons. I get a white girlfriend. Racism. I have to overcome that. I'm coming off the bench. I'm first team all conference coming off the bench. Like how? You know what I mean? From there, NBA lockout. NBA lockout. There's no jobs overseas. So I'm over here in San Jose. Had a tryout. Went to France, right? Was over there in France for two weeks for a trial for I guess next season because the the trial that I guess I won like they didn't necessarily have a spot open and then the dude hits me back like years later like you want to 
if you want to pay for this or that. I was like, dude, you like you were supposed to give me like an actual full, real, real, real tryout, right? So then NBA lockout still going. Like there's no jobs or not lockout, but it's like the the after effects of that. And I'm just in LA, just like grinding, hooping in the Drew League, doing this. Finally said, forget basketball. Like, I just, I don't know. I just kind of like look at my life and it's like constant adversity, but that makes you the person that you are. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. But like, I, my biggest one I probably would say was finding a way to get the hell out of this town and like stay out. So, that's what basketball, that's basketball's main objective for me. And I feel like I accomplished that. It's the standout part that's hard. Like, this is the third time I moved out of Oroville was the time that stuck. Like, I moved, didn't work out, couldn't get a job, came back. Moved, was here for a little while, sleeping on a friend's couch. Ended up going back to visit, stayed for a little while, help out some family stuff. Finally came back. Like, this time this shit stuck. Like, it's been over five years now. So it finally stuck. Yeah. But that's rough, man, especially when you get back and, and if you get back into the old swing of things, with the old old crew members, it's, it's almost like when you uh, have an addiction or something and you, you go to counseling, hopefully you go to counseling, hopefully you get some help if that's what you need. But then when you get out, if you rejoin the same area you were already in, like that shit's not going to stick. Like and it, it can, but it, that's very difficult. You, you're you hanging around the same people, you're going to get trapped right back into the same shit. Yeah. That's hella hard. Like for me, like, like what made it easy for me to... Like, or what got me through that adversity was just thinking back to about the, all the other adversities I've overcome in my life. And none of them were anywhere near that strong, but it was like, they add up. Like, growing up poor, growing up without a father, For sure. uh, grow, growing up um, in a racist-ass environment, you know? Like, like me, I, I remember being, like, friends with a little white boy next door and then being like, well, why can't we hang out anymore? And then, like, no, nah, you can't hang out with that black kid. So, like, okay cool or or the second grader who asked me are you black or are you just dirty like shit like that like was was con- that, it's a it's a, fu- it's, it's a funny story that's cool it's a funny story i'm we we got a request here i'm gonna uh west side b want to come up in here yeah for sure except west side b to come up in just jump into conversation wherever wherever you're at being sick like having a pop pop lung at age nine being read my last rights you know like shit like that what up, Brandon? Hey, how you doing? Good. How you been? Been all right, man. Hanging in there. Yeah. What's yes, up? Sir. Is, it, is it? Also, is it, yesterday was his birthday. You, so happy belated. You can hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ha- happy belated birthday. I appreciate that. Most so, what's dead. the word? Uh, Adversity. Adversity of what? Yeah. Of just, just about to come out life. Over life, just in general. Like, what's the struggle you're facing now? But what's one of the biggest struggles that you face that you've had to overcome personally? You know, so, and how did you overcome that? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think the step one of adversity of my life of trying to get things in order would be to find out who really is in your corner. You know what I mean? For um, sure. Just like what you were just saying, Noah. You were saying that uh, moving back here, you would click up with the same people. I think that that is a bigger light you know what i mean or you know what i mean that's a that's a, a ding you know what i mean the light of that that ding of what the fuck is really going on it, it's not the place it's the people that you with you know what i'm saying i feel so, that so i mean donovan was saying you know what i mean that i'd always help him through trying to you know what i mean with his mom and all that but um i think my biggest thing was that i was trying to 
show so much loyalty to people that didn't have the best interest if that makes sense or anybody that was actually aiming for uh a good life so that makes any sense. so you're saying one of the biggest adversities for you is finding the right people to actually surround your like surround yourself with yes yes yeah, sure. or or people that just had um good goals of what the hell they want to do though you know what i mean like more most people just got caught up with um hanging out you know what i'm saying or um we just we just we just show so much loyalty to people that make bad decisions I you know what I'm saying? we put them like at, at the top and then people that make some like all right selfish decisions like all right i'm about to go to school away from here we'd be like whatever bro you a nerd you know what i'm saying like i think that that's the biggest thing that's what holds people up and that's what puts everything that any any potential that anybody has on standby because we show so much loyalty to ignorance i feel it yeah, we're loyal. We're loyal to failure a lot of the times. So like we're we're told loyalty is like giving control of your life to somebody else. Like yes. plenty of times it's like I, I I vaguely remember not vaguely I vividly remember the last time I got a phone call that sounded something like this. Hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Let's go. Where are we going? Just 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 be ready. I'm gonna come pick you up. And my expectation was to get in the car and put my life in your hands, no matter what the fuck we're about to do. Like I need to just be loyal to your dumbass decision. And just go ahead and be with that and so like surrounding yourself with people like that where your loyalty is constantly like has either your freedom or your life on the line or at least at the, at the very minimum like success won't be there you know like failure is is the only option and giving that loyalty to people who really aren't loyal to you because the decisions that they're making and the situations they're putting you in that's a huge crush i feel like that's that's how most of us stay down like most of the people that are still there doing the same shit have been loyal to the same people since like now nah, there's been homies since kindergarten like yeah, and, and y'all in the same fucking place since kindergarten. Like you need to you need to see something need to change there. Yeah, sure. I agree. Nah, I agree with you because uh, the people that are in life are huge. You know what I mean? I feel like Los Angeles. That was uh, that's 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 kind of where I learned that lesson like really big too. You know what I mean? Because like up here, I always had you be, and I always had you. You know what I'm saying? No, so like I've always felt like I had like two really good friends that always have my back that I could also like draw inspiration from, you know what I mean? Like be at a young age, like you took over your house, you know what I'm saying? You were grinding, you were doing this, like you made it happen. Noah, you've been doing music forever, you know what I'm saying? You've been grinding with that and you're like constantly making steps. And like seeing Brandon with CC and how like you guys are building, like I I've got that, you know what I'm saying? But in LA, cause I'm like, I'm not actually like physically around you guys, you know what I'm saying? So like physically in LA, like that was one of the biggest things for me. I couldn't find people that were like, wanted to like really go or really do stuff. Like I have one boy, but like my other boys are so-called circle that were like supposedly close. I'm like, let's make moves. Let's make moves. They don't want to make moves. All right, you guys want to party? You want to drink? You want to just fuck girl? Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like at some point, like you, you're going to want to grow. Like you have to grow. So like, I feel that like surrounding yourself with the right people, that's huge. Yeah, people who add value like like brandon like i know me, me and you've kicked it a handful of times like me and you've never like gotten hella close but like i hear how like donovan's always saying like like how real you are to him you know what i mean it's like it's hella cool to see like someone that i'm hella close with has other people that are like that too and it's yeah. not many like like you'd be lucky to get two or three especially out of high school you're like damn i had 20 i had 20 friends in high school and now it's like i didn't have any like looking back like i didn't have no friends in high school like i had one or two friends 
but like now it's like you're you're cut down to zero, one, two friends, and that that shit's that shit's gravy. Like like you don't need all that extra weight holding you down. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to that though. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta kind of wake up from your from the days that you're in of being like showing mass loyalty to people that just don't have no 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 options, no choice because they're so hung up on trying to impress the people that don't want to fucking do nothing you know what i'm saying like that that, that don't if you're if you're doing something smarter if you're doing something for yourself like let's say you 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 go into a caltrans caltrans is a good job up this way you know what i mean your construction you're doing you know what i mean your union most motherfuckers gonna kind of knock you for that you know what i'm saying like because you're working for the man you know what i'm saying instead of slinging something instead of moving some packs you know what i'm saying so that's that's the biggest thing is just getting hung up on that getting hung up on people that you're showing loyalty to, loyalty to that just don't have your best interest in heart. They just care for themselves. They care about what, what the crew looks like, you know what I mean, to the mass public when we take photos. Sometimes you get caught up with motherfuckers that just, actually, I know some motherfuckers locally. Uh, can I cuss? You can cuss it. Oh. Sometimes you get caught up with people that want you in a, want you in a picture with them. You know what I mean? Like, because what your face and how you look and what you what you personally represent brings to their page you know what i'm saying because you're you're a clean looking person i need you in my pictures like let's go out like and then that right there could be a downfall let's go to sack you know what i mean get a booth you ain't even got money yet you know what i mean so what are we getting a booth for why we yeah. got to get a booth you know what i mean and then i'm gonna take pictures countless pictures with you in in this one bottle bro it don't make sense it doesn't make sense, bro. I don't want to. I need to work, bro. I need to get a house. I need to move. You know what I mean? And that was my biggest thing. Once I started catching on to things and catching on to how people were kind of like in a, a crab in a barrel type of mentality, once I broke free from that shit, bro, I was gone. You know what I mean? Like goals started stacking up. I needed to get out of Chapman. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to get out this house that I took over. I'm cool. You know what I mean? And then now at the age of 32, bro, I'm in a place that I only dreamed of. You know what I'm saying? Like, Things started coming in, like my first my first big boy thing was like a truck. You know what I'm saying? My truck is my first my first big boy thing that I got. Once I got that, then I kind of started seeing things start to click. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm realizing people the people is what it is. The people is what really holds you back. It ain't the town. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? We always like to place blame on the town, and you know what I mean that there's like this hidden curse. It's the people. It's the alcohol, it's the, it's the fun that we think is fun, but it ain't even fun because you don't even remember them times. You know what I mean? And the next thing you know, such and such done got hooked on phonics and they out here strung out on the streets. You know what I'm saying? And it's just best to kind of look with clear eyes at people that are striving for greatness, whether it worked out for them or not. You know what I mean? Like Donovan's greatness was amazing to see. You know what I mean? My nigga went to Paris, he went to other places. And whether he sees it as greatness or as a failure, I see it as the, as the greatness. You know what I mean? And that made me want to go better. I got to go harder. I need more. Donovan's out here going to Paris. You know what I'm saying? Like, Noah's moving. Uh, where you at, Noah? Seattle? I'm outside Seattle, yeah. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, people are making moves, bro. Like, we were, we were once eye to eye. Now these, these guys are moving. What am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here in Sacramento in the club with people I don't even really like. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like 
like Noah's saying, it's hard to find people with that kind of mindset. You know what I'm saying? So like, but it's not. But it's not though. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's not. It's it's your energy attracts these people. You know what I mean? Like if you got toxic thoughts and all that, you attract toxic motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? But if you're more positive and doing what you're doing, and you speak your you speak the way you need to speak, and you're you're uncut and unfiltered people will will shed themselves off of you if that makes any sense to you you know what i mean like if you're positive and your your vision is really clear and you and you're preaching it the way you need to preach it people are gonna stay with you the ones that aren't fucking with you are gonna go they're gonna yeah. be like brother this nigga's just popping his shit and ain't doing nothing yeah but i think i think you said a big key there because there was a there was a click in your mind where you realize like like you you pulled inspiration from donovan instead of pulling inspiration from the nigga over there selling something and you could have pulled that, you know what I mean? Like, like it's cool to, to let people know that too. Like, I, I've used Donovan as inspiration, like working in juvenile hall. Like, like you, you, you're from here too. Like Donovan went off here and he's doing this and this and like we we chop it up and he's he's going over here and he's trying out over here. Like you can do it. Like you don't have to do this stupid shit. Like it's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, but then when you hit that certain age, then you kind of start to reflect on your life a little bit and be like. I want to sure. do something better for for youngins that are looking up to me. And you don't have to have a, a huge following base. And just like this um, this live that we on, we don't have to have thousands of people for us to make an impact. To, to make an impact or to say the right things because there could be somebody younger or older or older um, taking it. You know what I mean? Taking it very deeply. Like, all right, yeah, this is what I got to do. So I think that this is huge no matter what. It's just about being firm on your belief and being firm with yourself and being like, I know that myself wouldn't, you know what I mean? I won't, I won't steer myself wrong. I did before, but now I'm on track. Yeah. And that, and that fake competition with niggas too. You got to knock that shit off. Cause like yeah. where, where we come from, like, I feel like a success. I had this conversation with, with a young homie yesterday. Like, like, I feel like I have success now. Like I'm a father to my son. I'm married. I own a house. I moved away. I'm, I'm living, I don't ask nobody from nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like I've made my, like, I know if I compare myself to certain people, like, oh, I haven't made it yet. Look, you've been doing music 17 years. Like, where's your big thing? Like, I love this shit. You know what I mean? But like where I came from and what I'm doing now, next generation is going to be a lot more straight than I was. You know, like that's my success. But you got to stop that comparison with people who are doing it for the show. Because a lot of them don't really got it like that anyway. True. That is true. For sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's good insight, though. You're welcome to jump on here anytime, Brandon. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. I've been asking you for a minute. I'm glad you came through. Yeah. I got. I, I finally hopped on the uh, on the gram after watching this Raider game or during this Raider game, and I seen you guys going in, so I wanted to listen. And then you guys started talking about some shit that I was like, I want to want to tap in on that. There we go. So I appreciate y'all, but I'm about to get back to watching this game. Appreciate right. it. Appreciate right. you. I'll, I love y'all. Y'all take care. Love you, brother. You take too. care. All right, man. That's what's up, man. That insight yeah. that that's necessary. We got it. We so just want to give give some thanks to that because that's real. I mean, I feel like coming up, Donovan. Like you don't understand the influence that you were on people. Like you're a couple years younger than me. He just said it like that too. I don't know if you know that I've used you as inspiration for other younger cats from our city, but like that shit's huge. Like you may not have felt like you made it where you want it to go to with basketball. 
But like you, you're like a fucking hero to kids in our city. Like I don't know if you do that shit. Like you are. Yeah. Like, my, uh, my little brothers have told me. You know what I mean. My coach still talks about me and stuff like that. Which, honestly, it, it, it is kind of crazy. Like I don't personally feel like I am. You know what I mean. Like I always. Like I said, I, I I seen the town for what it was. I knew how to get the fuck out of here. So I just, I focused on hoop. You know what I mean? Everybody was doing like what they were doing. I kind of went the opposite way. But kind of how Brandon said like, oh, like Donovan's in Paris or Donovan's doing this. I still feel like, you know what I mean? I guess like, that's just, I, I don't know. I still feel like I could have done more or I still need to do more. Or I haven't done Shit, does that make any sense? It does, but you're not supposed to be satisfied. Like, like if you were satisfied right now, you wouldn't be doing shit. I, I'm hella not satisfied. You're not supposed to be. Oh, I, but that I, doesn't mean you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take time to realize the accomplishments that you did do, and you've inspired people, man. Like, like you really have. Like, just your your grind, that work, that work ethic. When we did kick it, and you didn't drink because you had a game the next day, shit like that. Like, like people know that. You know what I mean? Like they see that. So. I don't want to be over here just just talking talking mad love about Donovan. <laughs> just, just just know though, someone put in the comment too. I realize my growth the moment I fuck with people who fucks with my growth. Yeah, like that's huge. That's huge. That's huge. People are huge. You know what I mean? Drawing inspiration from people is a big thing. That's why I call you. I talk to you, and I try to call Brandon. Brandon hates talking on the phone. So the fact that he actually got on this was amazing. So, like, I, I call. He was saying real shit though. Like, like th that's what we need though. We need these conversations. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon will give you a lot of insight and a lot of good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have two really smart friends. Um, what was I gonna say? I know, like, uh, you deal with a lot of kids. So uh, I wrote down a couple questions. Like, do you think it's parenting or genetics when it comes to like how people face or approach adversity? That's like the age-old, like, nature versus nurture, right? So I, I... Huh? I said a little bit, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it's both. I mean, what, you, you have learned behavior that you see, like, this is how people move around me, so this is how I'm supposed to move. It's like growing up without a dad, like, how do I be a man? Like, all right, this is how the niggas around me are acting. They're grown. This is how I'm supposed to behave, right? I get what you're saying. So... So I think I think it's both, but I think I think anybody who's learned how to overcome adversity from the situation that see people who are overcoming it are going to be more apt to to do so. You know what I mean? Like, so so I I'd like to think it's more it's probably more of your environment than your genetics. Okay. Okay, I feel it. Like, uh, I look at my little brothers a lot. You know what I mean? What my little brothers are like doing or trying to do, and uh. It, it, it's hard because like I see Isaac you know what I mean but David like I, I'd love to get David on here too you know what I mean um with like all his success and everything he's done in the barber world and then your little brother becomes a barber but it's like bro like do you not like people are expecting you to move like David moves you know what I'm saying like genetic wise like that's your older brother like you guys have the same genes same mom like your mom is a goer she just goes david is a goer they just go you know what i mean like why are you chilling you know so like yeah i feel like i feel like uh i i, I guess you could say it's a it's kind of environment who you surround yourself by my little brother has not surrounded himself by with his friends i've seen a couple of his boys or whatever that kind of like kicks it with 
and it's kind of like yo bro like you need to switch up the people you're drawing your inspiration from because like they're not doing shit and they're not leading you the right way so like it's huge it is huge i mean there's there's also the element of like do you have to because like some people have that like grown man shit in them where it's like it, it clicks one day where it's like i don't want to ask my mom for money like i want to be the one like like i see her mowing the lawn give me the lawnmower get out of here like like i got you you know what i mean like there's this click some people don't have that click and then there's no there's no reason to like like why hustle like like why work hard i'm gonna get i'm gonna get the same shit whether i work hard or not like that kind of goes to the kid thing like you were asking like a little bit like nowadays kids i have a whole rant but nowadays kids like have to handle there's adversity but there's also a lot of getting out of adversity the kids like this is this is what the world's going to now you know what i mean shooting kids from shooting kids from shit is what you're saying right yeah but but the crazy thing is like success lies on the other side of adversity like you go through adversity to find success success does not exist in your comfort zone i mean you might get lucky but for 99.9 percent of us success does not live there it doesn't exist it will not exist in your comfort zone you're gonna have to get uncomfortable doing some shit you don't want to do and that is going to be adversity on one level level or another whether it's this huge adversity that you may need counseling to get through or the small adversity that's like i just had to get up at six and and hustle today you know what i mean yeah but like today working with youth as long as i have it's been like like 11 plus years i've been working like steadily with with kids teens parents and seeing this transition of like all adversity is removed like that's the goal is to remove adversity which is is why like on the surface that shit sounds great like of course why wouldn't we remove adversity but it's shit like a kid will be a middle schooler will be like hey uh like these these are real stories like hey um i don't like being in pe because i feel like people are staring at me like when we stretch and stuff like it feels not, not in like a weird way or like you need to talk to these kids because they're being inappropriate but like i just don't like being looked at while we're doing pe okay cool don't do pe um i don't like i don't like speaking in public like i don't i don't want to do like crazy, give this report crazy anxiety speaking in public you know what I yeah mean? yeah but that's that's the number one fear in the world from people like like polling people that's the number one fear in the entire world is public speaking like this is a normal thing i can hoop i can hoop i can hoop you could put thousands thousands of people it doesn't matter like thousands of people and i have a basketball in my hands i don't care you know what i mean like i'm gonna have nervous be like okay but once i get my first shot up and first birth it's it's good but speaking in front of people, um, and like terrible. But but so so let me. I'm gonna go back to my rant in a second. But look, like this is this is that adversity. I remember being in high school and I'm gonna have to speak. Even even middle school, I'm gonna have to speak. I have to do my report today. I would skip school. I would either skip school or pretend to be sick in middle school. Now, like being in jobs and working with people, I've spoken no joke thousands of times in front of people. Yeah. big audiences of hundreds to to a thousand plus small groups like it's nothing now but that's because i had to overcome that adversity and, and i and i have the ability now because i didn't run from it you know i, mean, I did as a kid but i didn't run from it yeah. so it's like i don't want to speak in front of class okay cool don't do it everything's called anxiety now like like wh where the fuck did the word nervous go like why don't we use the word nervous anymore <laughs> you know like sometimes you're just nervous like everything's not anxiety this is not, no, no, motherfucker, you're just nervous. You're nervous. Like, that's a real word, but you can't diagnose nervousness. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's it's a whole thing, but like, 
that's real. I see school kids who I've worked with school kids who are like like middle school kids who are like laying on the ground, who are like saying I'm not doing the work, who don't do the work, who day in and day out, because I'm at that school every single day, I see these kids not doing the work. I see these kids getting removed from class. He's in trouble all the time, like groups of kids. And then we're sitting in an assembly and they're talking about honor roll and they're bringing these kids up. These kids aren't doing shit. Like, how are you on the honor roll? Like, so, so one, like the, like the biggest thing here is, is we're hurting the kids, right? Like it's not, yeah. I want to see this kid suffer because he didn't do anything. You're teaching this kid. You don't have to overcome adversity. You don't have to try. You don't have to work. You're going to get the same thing and even better. Like, look how amazing you are. Like you're getting this gold star for fucking up. Or, or honestly, you could flip it like this, right? Like, parenting is tough. Like, it's not easy. Like, you know what I mean? I watched my mom raise the twins. I don't, I, I did my best to help her raise the twins. Like, I made formulas, changed diapers, took them to school, picked them up for school. Like, I did all that. But still, at the end of the day, like, I'm not a parent. You can say, like, the adversities that you have to face when, like, becoming a parent, some parents try to opt out of it by giving kids iPads or giving kids phones or giving kids technologies that are distracting then they throw these kids in a classroom take that shit away and say focus on this oh. fuck are they supposed to focus on this yeah, like, your, your kid can't sit still screen, crazy screen crazy screen crazy phone crazy phone crazy screen crazy phone one teacher up there telling you writing up a problem like they're just gonna be like uh i i, I can't sit still that's a fact and so now let's diagnose them yeah not to say some kids don't but if all you know in life is like crazy like high speed fast loud and then you sit a five-year-old in a chair and say sit still and the kid's like i've never learned how to sit still like i've never in my life learned how to sit still now you've created adversity for your kid not in a way to help them overcome but because of your own shortcomings and like you said are you trying to avoid adversity yeah correct is now you're pushing that on your kids now your kids have more adversity they have to later on overcome and it's hard as fuck being a parent like i've been doing this shit for six and a half months like like i'm very new to this right i've worked with a lot of parents i i have more skills than the average person would have being a parent because i've been in this field right yeah. it's still hard as shit like the day-to-day -day is hard as shit so i get it I, I, I know how easy it would be make life if I just set my son in front of a TV and I'm not knocking people who, who choose to do these things from time to time, whatever. But if that was his life and then I expected him to sit still at age five, like I'm giving him a lot of adversity that's unneeded and there wasn't a point to it. Like I, I want to give my kids adversity. Like I want to like, look, the, the goal is to have billions, to not have to have my kids struggle ever and then make him go through adversity to teach him resilience, right? Like not being a dick, like not laughing at him, not like like locking him out the house and be like, ah, oh, sleep in the snow, like not being a dick. Dan said he wasn't giving his kids shit. If they want their money, they're capable. There you go. He paid for stuff for them, you know what I mean? Maybe he got them their first car or something like that. But to like give him his inheritance, he's like, it's not happening. If they, if they can, like, you know what I mean? They're capable. Yeah. They're, they're going to go out there, they're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, parents do give in a lot of times because it makes life a whole lot easier. But like that, that's that, that's that, that instant gratification over like long term happiness. So like a lot of parents, like, for example, kids throwing a fit. I want a cookie. I want a cookie. I want a cookie. Right. And the kid's crying. You give the kid a cookie. He's going to smile. Cool. Now you're happy. Like you want your kids to be happy. 
but you're setting them up for failure later on down the road. You're setting them up for for not being successful as an adult. Not that one cookie, but a constant stream of things happening like this. I want this. Now you get it. Was getting their way and not having to, yeah. To work for it, not having to wait, not having to, like people do that shit all the time. Like if, if my kid hated PE, I like that that might that would probably hurt, right? Like like oh I'm sorry you you're dealing with this pain. But now I have to say, hey, like I can talk you through it, but like, hey, you're gonna have to go through it. Like we can talk about it every day. I'll help you through this, whatever we can do, but you still gotta do it. You know what I mean? Like I have to deal with that pain as a parent too. True. To go through that with you. True. Um I feel like I feel like part of it too, like this is where we're going as a society. Like like young adults are gonna have a whole a whole hard a whole lot of hardships like trying to get into jobs like how are you gonna like like i don't want to do it like who fucking cares if you want to do it you know what i mean like i'm at work hey you need to go clean this up oh no i don't i don't feel like it okay you're fired then you know what i mean like you don't get to just get out of shit you don't get to just avoid all adversity listen man i people i I pay attention to a lot of people you know what i mean like i i see what people do i try to implement what works for me you know what i mean to help me avoid problems and I've tried so much to explain to my little brother on how to talk to people. His biggest challenge in life is that. This is gonna be his biggest challenge. I, I'm call, like, I've called this forever, is learning how to talk to people. Cause that same thing of what you're saying is why he keep, like, he's gotten fired from jobs or like difficulties in jobs. Boss will tell him to do some, I, 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 don't, I, I don't have to. Like, 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 like why, why can't you do it? Why can't they do it? They're the boss. They're, what that doesn't make any sense like it doesn't make like it's the craziest thing like he got in an altercation with my grandma and like we've we literally had this big talk right huge talk and like if this is what this generation is like i'm i'm scared as hell for like was it gen 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 z or whatever they're called like whatever they're called have this big talk on the phone with him for like 45 minutes i'm like dude you you gotta learn how to like talk to people or take the situation de-stress it and make it work out in your advantage you know what i'm saying like there, there's ways to do that and then my grandma comes up my grandma's like get out of my house i'm like isaiah this is the time you apologize to grandma apologize in a couple days like what do you what the fuck does that mean you apologize in a couple days this isn't you don't pay rent here she feeds you she houses you she she'll clothe you if you didn't have clothes like that makes no sense to me I, i'll pause you don't have a choice and when you apologize you apologize now like kids kids i swear to god like i don't know if it's that whole generation but like people are not learning how to communicate or how to talk to people and i'm finding this more and more with like i guess you could say younger generations and like I guess people just like a little bit like younger than me. Like, I, I don't know what it is with people's communication, but like adversity, like that, that's, that's a challenge for people. That, that's kind of- Definitely. Well, they probably grew up being able to avoid it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember I remember having a job, uh, racist as dude. I worked at, a, at Gold City Grill, I'll call it. I worked at Gold City Grill, I was a dishwasher, when I was 16. And, uh, I remember he told me to clean out the drain. Like this drain was all, all like I had, I had to go in like, like almost elbow deep to clean out this nonsense, right? And I asked him, "Hey, you got some gloves?" And he was like, "Oh no, just do it. You'll be fine." 
all right, so I do it and I'm done. Like I'm done. Like I'm I got grease and nonsense all up to whatever. I'm washing my hands. He's like, hey, we got some gloves in the back, cuz. He always called me cuz. Like I like I'm the only person he called cuz. But yeah, just like get out of here. But you have to handle it. like I couldn't just like okay, well that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like like nowadays I feel like people wouldn't wouldn't handle that shit. Like not like that. Like uh I, I don't know. People put themselves in situations, right? And that kinda like I guess I learned this through watching. Like, and I tried to explain this to my little brother as well. When I lived, when I first moved to LA, I moved to my cousin, didn't know him. He didn't know me. Like, he was just on my other side of the grandma, like up my grandma's side. But like one incident that I tried to explain to him, like, look, I couldn't be in the kitchen past 11 and he had to get up early, you know what I mean? So like, sometimes like, I'd have to get up at three in the morning to go ride my bike, ride my bicycle to like work. So like getting up at three, I'd have to be in the kitchen sometimes. And I remember he slept instead of in his room in his office, wakes up cussing my ass out. Like, did I deserve that? Hell no, I had no idea he was in the office, but I'm like, dude, I, I had no choice. He's let me stay there rent free. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they do cook, like he'll offer me a plate. I can't say shit to this man, you know what I mean? So I literally just had to take it. I shut up, I took it. What about my dad came back, said, hey, sorry, I didn't know you were in there. He's like, it's okay. Shouldn't have probably blew up on you like that. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Just noted, you know what I mean? Next time, find a way around that bitch. Like, I, I swear, I don't know what it is with, uh, I guess, my little brother and some of these kids, but like, people really need to get on this teaching people how to actually communicate again or talk. And how to bite your tongue too, and yeah. how to do what you got to do. If you don't, if you don't need the job, cool. Like it is what it is. I've I've walked out on two jobs. One was Taco Bell. I was sixteen at the same time working both jobs. Somebody went in the bathroom and and painted with shit. Like like this person, there was shit everywhere. Like like they wrote on the walls. What's up, Will? They wrote on the walls. They they had it like shit was everywhere, and they they talking about no go clean that. Nope, I'm out. I'm not doing this shit. Like you clean the shit off the walls. Like don't come at me. Like we have a group of people. Why you why are you coming to me? Two, I try to use the bathroom and the lady talking about do it on your break. I can't use the bathroom on my like like I walked off the line to go to the bathroom. Do it on your do it on your own time. I gotta take a piss. I'm a grown man. I walked in there, went to the bathroom, came out, she's staring at me, about to fire me. I just went on break and never came back. They called me later, told me I was fired. I know. I left. Certain shit you don't have to put up with if you can handle it. I didn't need that job, so I bounced. But some people are gonna ha- are gonna be living with their parents till they're 30, 40, 50 years old because they don't know how to handle anybody. And the parents a lot of times supported that. Like you're not parents who supported that. Like you set them up for this shit. That's real. Not that it, a, a lot of it's not their fault because they don't understand. But parents need better understanding of that. Um, I feel like we so along that line of setting kids up for failure, we don't teach resiliency. I feel like. The motto, like like the way that things are nowadays, is like, like if a kid doesn't know how to swim, be like, let's remove the water, baby. Like, let's just get rid of all the water. Teach them how to swim. Like, <laughs> it's 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 a pretty obvious thing to do, but I feel like that wouldn't be the recourse. Like, that wouldn't be the the way that we approach it. It'd be like, oh, little Johnny can't swim. Let's get rid of all the water. All right, teach him how to swim then. Like that seems obvious, right? Yeah. But I feel like that's not that's not how we go about things. I feel like people are kind of going the opposite way of how we're approaching adversities or how we're allowing people to approach adversity. So Avoiding. We're, we're avoiding adversity. That's for sure. 
So, so like the the anti-bullying thing, which obviously don't be a dick, but the anti-bullying thing is like like the whole push has been like like to remove adversity, right? Like, so I don't I don't want these kids to be like talking about each other. Okay, cool. Let, let's pretend we remove all bullying from schools, right? Let's pretend we we rule we 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 get rid of all all bullying and name calling and everything bad from the entire city from the entire state like there's no adversity we're getting rid of all this shit right everything's great so then now you can't leave the country because you're going to run into adversity right then you're not going to know how to handle it because you've never had an opportunity to overcome any of that so even if you remove all that you're still going to have people are going to move away from you you're not going to get that job you're going to ask that girl out she's going to say no someone's going to die and you're going to have your first opportunity to handle adversity is going to be a big ass adversity and you don't even know how to take these baby steps like that's how you get people taking their own life like on some real shit like i don't know how to handle these little adversities now this big thing hit me and i i have no no way i have no skills i've never built this shit up yeah I, it's like you like you said it's kind of avoidance and it's like overly shielding like uh I, I, well, when I was in LA, I trained like this group of like six kids, seven kids, you know what I mean? And like, I would get multiple text messages. The parents are, or the kids, my kid is sad because they're smack talking. My kid is mad because they're smack talking. They're smack talking. They're smack talking. I'm like, can you tell them to stop? To stop? Like, I had multiple parents like tell me, tell them to stop talking smack. And I'm like, I, I, I can tell them this. Like, if, if you really want, like, I, I'll go through, hey guys. You know what I mean? Like enough of the smack talk. Obviously, you know what I mean? Had to make my bread. But in my head, I'm thinking these kids are going to step on a basketball court if they actually do want to play basketball. And kids are going to just grill them. And they're going to shut the fuck down so fast because they have no idea how to take that, use that as like a positive thing, as like fire, and go respond. Like you're not giving kids like the opportunity to even respond. You know what I'm saying? Like you're telling them, oh, oh no, he's talking smack, mom. Oh, okay, he's not gonna talk smack anymore. Like what? what? No, on the back, like it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Like it's little things like that, that lead to bigger things, kind of how like you said, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know, it's crazy. Like I and feel the like- The skill building so opportunities. It's the yeah. skill building opportunities. And, and like in the comic, kids are screen addicted. And it's like the cyberbullying is way more devastating, and that—that's true. Like that—that—that's—that's that's what they're going through. But at the same time, uh, cyberbullying shit is super weird. Like, if at you, the same time though, like you—you you need to have a—you need to have a conversation with that kid of how to, how to navigate that. So how how do you one? How do you block it? How do you two? How do you not give a shit? Yeah. Like that—that—that that, that has to be something, and it's easier said than done. But if you're building this kid up, like like from the jump of like, oh, they don't like you. Who cares? Like. They're not gonna like you. They're cyberbullying. You just exit out of whatever the hell you're on. So, so look, look here. Like this, this is the thing. I'm just gonna say whatever pops in my head. So here, here's the thing, right? Like with the, there are parameters of shit nowadays. It's like there are protected classes. You're not allowed to talk shit about. Like you're not allowed to, to slut shame, but you can shame somebody for being abstinent, right? I'm sure you can. Like that's okay. You can't, you can't fat shame, but you can skinny shame. You can you can uh, gap tooth shame like if a cat got a gap tooth like you can shame them if you're bald if you're old if if you you look weird if you you know all this shame is fine but like like you can still be a piece of shit like that's fine with society just don't be a piece of shit to these people you know like that's wild to me 
Like, we're not telling people, like, don't be a piece of shit. It's like, you can do it, just don't do it to these people in this way. Yeah, I, I hear you. That shit's crazy. Like, 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 there could be a big girl, there could be a big girl over there, and, and she got a gap tooth, and you're like, you make fun of her for being big. Hey, don't do that. Okay, attack her gap teeth then. You're still hurting the person's feelings. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of true. I don't know. I I feel like, honestly, our, our world is becoming more and more sensitive, more and more divided. And it, it it's it's going to be really hard to, to navigate. Like, it's kind of just going to get harder and harder to navigate because, like, you have this category, this category, this category, that category. And like, don't make fun of my category. Don't make fun of this category. Don't make fun of this. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, especially when it comes to, like, you've seen it with Dave Chappelle and like everything that he kind of said, you know what I'm saying? And people were still attacking him. And it's like, dude, he literally said what his problem were. You guys are just literally sensitive as fucking and deciding to find any agenda to be mad at like you're just you're finding a reason to be upset he like, could have said the same things about different groups of people and it would have been fine because they're not protected that's what i'm saying like like we we don't look at cause and effect about anything like like okay here's your candy now you're not crying okay now later what's that going to lead to right is it going to lead to you having unhealthy eating habits is it going to lead to you you being more depressed if you don't get your way is it going to lead to you not being able to handle adversity it's going to lead to things i worked at i worked at the navy up here years ago and we were told we're not allowed to use the word no right so like we're working with kids we're not allowed to use the word no because these little navy brats can't handle the word no right so we always had to give options that's huh? that's wild yeah but but that's that that's there's a whole there's a whole group who's leaning towards that, like like a whole push for don't use the word no. When I tell you those kids called me Mr. No instead of Mr. Noah, I was on it. I use no whenever the fuck I could use no. Like, look at what we're teaching these kids. Like, the word no has to exist. It has to exist in today's society. It has to. You don't always have options. So if you're being told you always have options, little Johnny, so old girl says, no, I'm not going to sleep with you. All right, then what are my options? Nothing. Your option is nothing. You don't have it. You don't have an option. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the word no exists for effect. All right, girl, I want to do this and this to you. No. All right, I'll just do this then. Uh, You're not doing nothing. What are my options? You know what I mean? Like there, and and I'm I'm using I'm using this one thing, but I'm telling you, like like across the board, like options do not always exist. They don't. Yeah. That's right. We also weren't allowed to put them in timeout. So if you're just being a dick and pushing kids down, I'm not allowed to say no. I'm not allowed to put you on timeout. I always say, no, go sit down. Talk to me. I don't give a shit. Like, my, my place in this world will not be upholding this thing that's fucking up the world. I'm not doing it. So if you're going to fire me, fire me. But I'm looking at cause and effect everywhere that I'm moving because that shit's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I don't know. I've had kids I've coached think they can wild out and do whatever they want. Straight up say, my mom's paying you. Sit your ass down and don't move. Literally told him to sit. My mom said, I don't care. Like, sit down. Really? Yes, you can't. I can't. No. Sat there and cried the whole practice. That, that sucks. You better learn how to talk to people. Like, that's not how it works. It's crazy. That's why. It is. 
no, you can't use the word no. <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's the theory. Like like in in like childcare, that's a theory. Like don't use the word no. Always provide options. She said this why they yeah this is why kids shoot their parents. First no they hear. That's crazy. It is crazy, but it's real though. Like like that's real. Like so so when it comes to adversity as a whole. Like I like I look at it like I'm gonna I'm just gonna go super back deep into just adversity for a second, not not just the Wait, you do that. This is kind of on topic, but kind of not. This might be too sensitive. I who knows. But like black people have to deal with a lot of adversity, correct? Like it's you white kids really don't have to deal with the same kind of adversity. So yeah, I guess that's why these white kids keep shooting their parents. <laughs> kind of like there's more, like look at the majority of high school shooters and all these shooters. Majority is 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 a very nice word to use. You can use say all. But I'm kind of trying to be nice. But anyways, keep going. Keep it factual. No, that's real. I mean, when when you talk about the race thing too, like like for a fact, life can be hard for anybody. The yeah. race thing adds a whole other layer of bullshit you have to deal with. And even if someone's not being racist, it's always in your mind like, are you only doing this because I'm black? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm at a restaurant and someone's just ignoring the shit out of me, are you doing that because I'm black? And you think I'm not going to tip you? Or are you just a dick? Like, I don't know. It's a whole other layer that people don't even have to consider. I went to Jake's Burger today and was sitting there and it was, uh, JC kind of commented. She's like, uh, I guess these white people are a little bit different than, like, the white people up in Orland. You know what I'm saying? So I'm up there at Jake's and I'm waiting for my food and, like, they fucked our order up super bad but like nobody else's order like everybody else's orders was fine but like ours i was like i wonder if that played a part i don't think it did but i think that's just like programming you know what i mean like it's just a thought in our head like i wonder if that was the reason why my shit was just didn't come out or why they just left out the fries left out two burgers like how do you forget two burgers and a fry I, I psychologically we we hold shit. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell a quick story real quick of my my mindset. When I leave Walmart, I expect that shit to ding, like I stole something. <laughs> I know I didn't steal anything, but like like the stress though of that shit. Like I remember I was at uh I was at uh what's it called Barnes and Noble with the wife. This is years ago, and we're in there. We're looking at books and shit. This is when I was writing my book and I was looking at like how to how to format things. So I was just checking out different books just like for research. So we're about to leave. And right outside, there's like a, a pretzel stand thing. We're about to leave and they have the metal detector there. And I'm stressing. Like, this is just a, a normal level of stress for me. Like, whenever I'm about to leave a store. I'm stressing because I'm thinking to myself, if the shit goes off. You're that like, guy. I'm that guy, but I look guilty whether I did anything or not. And I know I didn't do anything. If I, like, I, I'm not going to walk out at the same time as somebody else. Because when, when that shit dings, they're going to think it's me. So I'm like waiting to like no one else is leaving. So if that shit goes, like, what are my options? I'm, I'm thinking all of this before I've even even attempted to walk out. I'm thinking all of these these scenarios. If I walk out and it dings and I keep walking, I look guilty. If I stop, I look guilty like, oh, please believe me, I didn't do anything wrong. If I run, I look guilty. So now a cop comes, let me check your pockets. Fuck you, because I'm already on edge now. Like, I'm not showing you my pockets, I didn't do nothing. So, like, every scenario, I look bad and I didn't even do shit wrong. You know what I mean? what you're saying like that that level of stress and then also you you add that in with the adversity of like like any anything else in life is torture yeah that's no, real like uh i don't know dude like uh i guess the shit that kind of like we go through just changes our perspective of shit especially when i was in utah you know what i mean anywhere i walked in eyes 
was just crazy eyes. And like, I've gone through stores, like walking through stores or walking through Walmart, and I've seen people following me. Like, I'm not, I'm not like over, overly caught. Like, I always pay attention to my surroundings, but like, it's just one of those things that like, it just clicks in my head. It's just like one of those conscious things of like, all right, this, I just walked down the side of this person just walked by. I walked down the side of this person just walked by again. And we made eye contact. Like it's kind of like, okay, bro. Like I, I get it, but I'm not gonna steal anything. I don't want anything in your fucking store. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. It's crazy. Like we, I guess like I don't know. The shit we go through kind of just it gets programmed. I was at Best Buy. Quick story. I was at Best Buy. I'm 14 years old in Chico. I, I should have sued him. I wish I would have sued him. Just, just I feel like I could have got some at Best Buy. They're stalking me. Listen, listen, listen. They're stalking me, right? I'm looking at the CDs. And finally, one of them comes up and says, hey, let me see what's in your pockets, right? And me not knowing any better, I emptied my pockets. I had one thing in my pocket, Donovan, and it was my inhaler. That's kind of cold. That's pretty no, cool. It doesn't even look like a fucking CD. It's an <laughs> inhaler. Didn't even so, pockets. I was just, I was just like dumbfounded. Like, it, like, I didn't have the mindset I have now. You know, like I wasn't aggressive. So I was just like, oh yeah, I don't have any, like, here's my inhaler. But like looking back, like that's a cold ass story. Like checking a little kid and all he got is, a, is an asthma inhaler. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It's real. So, so with adversity though, this is a metaphor that I always use. Like, like life is like a video game. So you're playing and you start off weak, right? Like it's a, it's a game where like you build your character up. Like you won't build strength and shit, right? So you start off and you're kind of weak. The longer you're playing that game, like like the first boss is kind of hard, but he's not super hard. And once you once you progress through the game, the bosses get harder, but along the way you're getting stronger. So you're able to 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 meet these bosses, and you've already handled adversity and you've gotten stronger. You you've learned things, you've learned different skills, techniques. Like you got these different moves you can do. You may have better armor, whatever it is, to prepare yourself for the next battle because the next battle might be might be harder, right? So as you go, like as you go through life, you're building, you're getting stronger. The obstacles are getting harder, but you're more, you're better, you're better prepared for that next harder obstacle. Sure. Like that's how I always look at it. like any little obstacle is like, okay, cool, I'm gonna build up some strength here. It's like it's like it's like a mental exercise hitting the gym for your mind. You know what I mean? Like sure. you you put that weight there, you're not able to bench the most. The more weight you do, the harder it gets, the stronger you're gonna get. Like that's that's kind of a, a lasting thought I want to leave. We can I still have more to talk about, it, but that's a lasting thought. Like go through that shit. Like don't avoid that. That's like like avoiding the leg days, like little skinny leg people at the gym. Like one day you might need leg strength. Like work that shit out. Like don't avoid it. Don't run away. We're programming kids to avoid any adversity instead of going through it. And yeah. I feel like like that's it's fucking people up. Yeah. That's facts, man. Let them scrape their knee. Let them bump their, I don't know, bump their elbow or something. You know what I mean? They, they're going to learn. My six-month-old son got a paper cut. He was bleeding. And that shit hurt, man. It hurt me more than it hurt him. But I'm going to have to suck that shit up. Like, I need him to be a resilient adult. So, like, no matter how much pain what he's going through is making me go through, you got to go through that pain. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like, like a kid might be dyslexic, a kid might, like, math might be super fucking hard for a kid. It can't be, I'm sorry, math's hard for you, don't do math. I'm sorry, math's hard for you, you gotta work harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry it's harder for you, but you can't quit. Thank you for listening to Two Opinionated. 
episode 13. Make sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss the next conversation. As always, much love to my brother Cryptic for the background instrumental. We'll be back same time next week.